My grandpa grew up in eastern Tennessee during the 1920s. He loved to talk about the strange things that he had seen in these hills, living miles from the nearest town. Even with all their beauty, there's a long history of dangerous and unexplainable events that have happened here. Now, he wasn't book-learned, but he was educated in the ways of these mountains. He knew every plant and tree. He could tell the weather by reading the animals of the forest. The only book he cared to read was the Bible, and he had read it front to back numerous times until the pages were barely hanging on. One night, as we sat on the porch on an autumn night, just like this, Papa told me a story he had never shared with anyone before, because as he said, I don't want to breathe life into this creature again. What scares me the most about this story is that it happened on the very same road which I live today. You see, we lived in a holler which was basically a dead-end road with only a few houses on it. Even today, there aren't any street lights, and at night, it can become an eerie place. Now, Papa loved to walk that dark road at night when he would visit family that lived about a quarter mile up the road. This place was surrounded by a dense forest on each side, so there was little to no light coming in from the moon. Anyway, one night he decided to go home after spending the whole afternoon with Uncle Bobby and his kin. It was already pitch black outside, but that didn't bother him in the slightest. He had done it many times before and felt perfectly safe walking down this mountain road. Everybody who lived back in this holler was kin in one way or another, and he had no reason to be afraid. Plus, it was in the dead of winter, and he didn't have to worry about coming across a mama bear or her cubs. He told Uncle Bobby, I'll see you ins next time, and he started down this shadowy road. For some reason, when the snow is falling in the winter, it gets eerily quiet in these mountains. He kept walking with his hands in his coat pocket and his eyes glued down to his feet to keep the cold air from burning his face. It was so dark outside that he could barely see a few steps in front of him. As he was walking, he looked up from his feet to glance up the road when he saw something in the distance. Now, it looked like a figure, but it was too big and stalky to be a human. And it walked with a hunch. Papa couldn't make out any clothes or any features through the fallen snow. He couldn't believe what he saw, so he squinted and strained his eyes and took another look. But whatever it was, it was still there, walking in front of him. It didn't make a sound when it walked, and it sent chills up his spine. Papa decided to stop and let whatever it was go on down the road until it was out of sight. But when Papa stopped, so did the shadowy figure. His heart began to pound, and fear rushed through him. What the hell is that thing? And why didn't I see it when I first started walking down the road that night? Papa started walking slower to see if it would move on. And sure enough, the figure started walking slowly too, step for step with Papa. Now, they were only about 200 yards from Papa's house, which was a relief, but it also terrified him because he worried it might follow him home. Papa stopped again and he hid in the trees on the side of the road, watching to see if the figure would leave. But he just stopped and didn't move at all. All you could hear was the snow falling. Otherwise, it was dead silence. How did this thing know his every move? That's it. Papa decided to make a run for it, 
so he gathered up his courage and he began running towards his house. When he looked up, the shadowy figure was floating above the ground effortlessly and even at a faster pace. Papa's heart was beating out of his chest. I just gotta get to my gun inside of the house, he thought, running as fast as he could. Finally, when he reached the split in the dirt road, he ran up the right side to his cabin. As soon as he got to the door, he looked back and he saw the shadowy figure going up the road on the left towards old man Jim Johnson's house. Papa locked the cabin door and looked out the windows, but he never saw it again. Am I losing my mind, he thought. Maybe I never saw anything at all. So he just tried to brush the whole thing off to exhaustion from chopping firewood all day. So he settled in for the night with his shotgun close by his bed that night. Hey guys, J.D. Phillips here from the Appalachian Storyteller, and I hope you're enjoying the story. I wanted to pop in for a moment to let you know that I'm going to be giving away an Appalachian Storyteller t-shirt like this as a thank you for watching this video. All you have to do to enter is just write down in the comments below where you're watching this video from. And next week, I'll pick a winner and I'll send you a shirt just like this of your choice, a black or gray, as a thank you for supporting this channel. And now, for the exciting conclusion of The Shadow. Anyway, the next day, Papaw headed down to the general store about a mile down the road. You see, most of the menfolk would start their morning there each day to talk about the weather or to catch up on the local gossip. However, today was different. Most of the men were unusually quiet and had concerned looks on their faces. Papaw asked one of them, What's wrong? And that fellow's face was pale and his eyes were red and he replied, Your neighbor Jim died last night. He had a heart attack in his sleep. Papaw felt a pit grow in his stomach and he grew weak when he remembered the shadowy figure that he had saw walk up Jim's driveway last night. It walked straight towards his house. Papaw always swore that what he saw that night wasn't a shadowy figure. It was death walking with him that night. He never understood why he saw it or why it seemed to follow him, yet he never told anybody but my Paul and me for the rest of his life.